morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, December 27th, 2018. I am Jane Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We've got a crisp, chilly morning here in the Gem City. We had a white Christmas here in the Gem City. How is life in Indianapolis for Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, his lovely wife and two small children? Good morning, Daniel. Life is well. I'm in Muncie, Indiana right now, where my wife is from, home of Ball State University. We're having a good time, bourbon every day for the last few days. Going to do it one more day today and then get back after it a little more tomorrow. Get back into the, the work mode, but uh, really enjoying the downtime after the rush to the early signing period. How goes it on your end? Fantastic. Got the chance to spend it with family and friends, and it was wonderful. And like I said, we in Dayton got a white Christmas not to nerd out too much, but that is very cool. It snowed for about three or four hours in the morning. I got to look out the window as my children were opening presents and seeing snow falling in the background. It was very cool. Speaking of which, most famous Ball State alumni. Man, uh, David Letterman. Correct. Good job by you. That's very good. I thought you were going to say Paris McCurdy or Dan Palombizio. Bernie Parmalee, I think, is like their most famous football player. Bernie Parmalee, a very good third down back for the Dolphins. Don't sleep on him, number 30. Yes, I have a sickness. Let's talk football. Let's talk recruiting, which is your wheelhouse. Not only did we get a white Christmas, we got a West Coast delivery. D or G. Scott, class of 2020 wide receiver, standout, committed to the Buckeyes on Christmas Day. Quite the present. Explain to Buckeye fans what they got in Scott. Well, the six foot three, two hundred and eleven pound specimen of a receiver from Eastside Catholic out there in Washington State adds to an Ohio State class that ranks number three nationally according to the twenty four seven sports composite. That is number one in the Big Ten right now. I've seen G Scott compete several times on the seven on seven circuit and watched his film and he's one of the more physically ferocious receivers in his class, really in the country regardless of class. He's a guy that I've seen Nick make big plays in big seven-on-seven games against top competition. You know, he's a guy that can make things happen in the red zone. He's a guy that can get by behind. He's a guy that can get behind defensive backs. He's a guy that can go over defensive backs. So uh, he 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 brings a strong skill set to Ohio State. One of the more dominant players in the country at his position. Yeah, he's got uh, number one wide receiver traits in terms of his size and speed. I mean, this isn't Ben Victor who needs to gain 25 pounds to compete. He just needs to get with Nick for a little bit. How do you explain them having the ability to bring in a player so early from so far away? The state of Washington is not exactly an Ohio State recruiting hotbed. What's the connection? Gee, Scott's got close to 20 offers from every major conference, but his dad is from the Midwest area from Chicago. I actually like Notre Dame early in the process for him. I thought they made an impression on him uh, when, when he went to campus and visited. Uh, but then he visited Ohio State, and Ohio State obviously made an impression, and that's where he sees himself in the future and pulled the trigger. But there's Midwest ties in his family, and the Midwest schools, uh, the Midwest powers uh, were the schools that he seemed most attracted to based on everything I had heard throughout the process regarding this blue chipper. A lot of people do leave the Midwest, but when it comes time to send their kid to school, they often look back to their roots. Garrett Wilson comes to mind. So excellent news on the wide receiver front. 
They're going to have a huge, huge, huge gap to fill in that receiving corp with my main man, Terry McLaurin, exhausting his eligibility after this new year. There's going to be some major shoes to fill and these young guys, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams back in the 2019 class. They're going to, they're going to have to come in ready to, ready to play as Terry McLaurin was a factor. Sean Fields, factor on special teams, just one of the greatest Buckeyes of all time. Just kidding. But he's, he's been terrific in his, in his own way. He had as good a senior year as you could possibly expect. There were several times at the Ohio State-Michigan game where he stood out, play where he battled for extra yards to get a first down, and Urban let out a, a yell and a fist pump. So I do think Terry McLaurin has made himself some money this year. He's the best special teams gunner I've seen in the country this year. That is a way to stick on a roster for a while. Terry can probably take you out to a nice steak dinner here in about a few months with his uh, first check. Pete Werner will be my favorite Buckeye next year. Another Indianapolis, another Indianapolis guy that uh, you know will be a returning starter. If Pete Werner has a as good a year next year as Terry McLaurin had this year relative to the position, the Earth may rotate off its axis. So let's talk about another large Earth rotating human being from your neck of the woods, as it were, Dewan Jones. If he's not the biggest football player I've ever seen, he's in the mix. Offensive lineman. Looks like somewhat of a project. He was thought by many to be going to Florida State. Now the Florida State people's crystal balls are running towards Ohio State. What to make of your neighbor, Dewan Jones? Well, I've never had Dewan to Florida State. Uh, they were in the mix uh, for an official, but they are no longer in play. USC set the bar with their official visit for Dewan Jones. The weekend of November 9th had a terrific time. I think that his family is attracted to the warm weather, and I'm told that his mother would move um, wherever he goes, so I don't think distance is going to be an issue. With that being said, I think Ohio State is in the thick of it. The four schools I listed as warm on his 24-7 sports profile are the top contenders, but this is something that can change because Dewan Jones's recruitment didn't blow up until October, November. We're talking about a guy who is at six. You're right. He is he is the biggest recruit in this class that I've seen in person, and I've seen nearly all of the highly touted guys, um, whether it's camp, games, going to their school or whatever. Uh, Texas Tech has a young man committed named Trevor Roberson from Wellington, Texas, who's 6'11", 355, that I have not seen in person. But the, but, but, but DeWan Jones is 6'8", 375, and you turn on the basketball clips, he's a mid-major basketball recruit with mid-major offers. Sometimes you hear a mid-major recruit don't have any offers, That's, so it's a BS claim. Dewan Jones literally has seven or eight mid-major basketball offers, got them before football, took official visits to Ball State and Kent State for basketball. So he only has two officials left because he took the one to USC. He's going to use them here in January. He went over to Ohio State. Kevin Wilson's the guy that really has been pushing for Dewan for, on, on the Buckeye staff. Obviously, Coach Wilson has those Indianapolis ties, being the former head coach at IU. He coached at Northwestern, um, among other places. So knows the area well. Dewan Jones has been a Kevin Wilson guy, and, and brought him to, they brought him to a bowl practice and uh, got, got to sit in on some team meetings and really had a nice time as high school coach joined him. I, I think the Buckeyes are in the thick of it, and if they push for him, kid from Indianapolis, you're always going to have a good shot at, at Dewan Jones. But his junior film, not very good, learning the ropes, uh, first varsity season, prided himself as a basketball player. Senior year, film was much better, so you see the growth. 
Uh, he played a lot harder. I think he's. A, I think. I think as a junior, he was a guy that's used to being dominant, and he was struggling with technique and stuff. And it, you know, you go from being really good at everything to having a, a trying season. Uh, I think he played with much more confidence as a senior. Uh, showed that he's really athletic. And then you turn on the basketball tape. Really athletic. Uh, I mean, he's really athletic for six eight, three sixty. You turn on the basketball tape, and he's he's running the floor. He's dunking the ball. Plays for a Ben Davis team that you know was in the hunt for a state championship last year, and and uh, sent a kid to Michigan State. So he he's been around great athletes, and 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 has always more than held his own. I, I like Dewan Jones, and I think he has intriguing upside. Yeah, this would be an investment in your staff as much as the player because he is very raw. But there's only so many human beings on the earth that are that size. He looks like the blindside movie relative to even large human beings. So I think it's absolutely worth a chance. I mean, Lord knows what would happen to him if, if Mick and uh, whoever the offensive line coach get a hand on him. Normally you don't like your offensive lineman or any position this big, but the basketball element makes it interesting because he showed – that he can maneuver at the size, and you know you're going to turn him down in college, but uh, oftentimes the analytics say kids this big don't pan out in college. You want kids to get bigger in college, but he is, I think he could has the potential to be the exception to the rule because he already is the exception to the rule in, in how he plays basketball at a high level. seems to me like the kind of guy that you probably won't even see on the field for three years. Literally, you probably get a redshirt year and two developmental years, but you can't teach height and you can't teach size. And in terms of NFL potential, he's got it already. There's just only so many people that big, so we will see. Speaking of big time, we talked earlier about Guy Scott's commitment to Ohio State. If you're looking at a position group, Ohio State is already recruiting at a high level. It's wide receiver in 2020. Obviously, many are impressed with what Brian Hartline has done so far. But Julian Fleming and Raheem Jarrett are two of the top receivers in the class, and both seem relatively interested in Ohio State. Can you give us a quick note on each before we head out of here? Yeah, I think Ohio State has put themselves in position to be the one to beat for Raheem Jarrett as it stands right now. But he's a young man that's highly recruited, and you know, Mike Loxley at Maryland, so we'll see how that factors in. I think Ohio State set the tone in that recruitment. And for Julian Fleming, I think it's Penn State that set the tone there. I mean, he's basically been a season ticket holder this year, went to almost every home game to my knowledge, been to every big recruiting weekend, already has a terrific report with the staff, lives close to Penn State. But I think that Ohio State would be the school that uh, would be considered one of the biggest challengers to, to Penn State. So, um I don't know. You know, it's easy to say, hey, the, the kid's going to stay close to home. But, you know, we're seeing more and more in college football recruiting now that some of these young men are, are getting away. So we'll see what Julian Fleming does. I love Raheem Jarrett, St. John's High in D.C. Just remember that D.C. is the Wild West when it comes to recruiting. We've already, in the past few years, had a St. John's guy flip from Ohio State to Alabama. And I'm never confident in D.C. guys till they're on camp. Before we go, your quick Ohio State-Washington Rose Bowl prediction for those who didn't catch it last week. Washington has a terrific defensive line, and they have arguably the best secondary in college football. They like to run the ball. If they can't run the ball, they're going to struggle, which is weird to say because Jake Browning is the winningest college quarterback, active college quarterback right now. So you figure Browning's going to do all the little things to help Washington win the game. I still like Ohio State. I think they're more explosive. And, and more dynamic on both sides of the ball. But I'm not expecting Ohio State to just come in and roll. You know, I, mean, I think Washington will be up to the challenge and be a good ball game.
The statistic that jumps out to me is the touchdown to interception ratio for the quarterbacks. I believe it's 46 to 8 for Dwayne Haskins and 16 to 10 for the winningest quarterback in Browning's. This is a game Ohio State should win and win handily. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Hope everyone is enjoying their holidays. Have a good one, Bucknutters. All right, y'all. See you on the front row.